guys, welcome back to another episode of The Right Type. Today I'm joined by Shannon Daleski and Prerna Pickett, and we're going to be talking about tropes and all things romance. Shannon and Prerna, just introduce yourself, um, your background, your book stuff, tell everybody about yourself and your Twitter games and everything. Um, I'm Shannon Daleski, and I wrote an upper middle grade called Mary Underwater. It comes out in April with Abrams. It's about a girl who pilots a submarine across the Chesapeake Bay, and um, I'll take Be My Love Interest, P, if you want to take all the tropes, but um, (laughs) Be My Love Interest, we did in 2019, and it was um, a weekly themed chat where we would talk about different love interests that we liked, um, and people would pick who they liked, and it was a lot of fun and a great way to have a community in writing Twitter. And I'm Prerna Pickett, and I my debut, If You Only Knew, releases on February 11th, and it is a young adult contemporary romance, and it is about a boy recently released from jail who falls for the daughter of the prosecutor who put him away. And, of course, there's lots of drama, and there's some motorcycle racing and some street artist graffiti and um as the last year we did be my love interest this year we are doing the hashtag all the tropes which also takes place on fridays and they're both shannon's babies <laughs> but i just get kind of get to tag tag along which is fun but we uh, every friday we will be picking a trope and talking about why we like it or we don't like it and our favorite examples of those tropes and it's so much fun i feel like everyone enjoys it so much and um i didn't know about it until much later but i've enjoyed it every time i join in so thank you guys for creating it thanks for participating it is fun it's like a bright spot on our fridays i think it's a great way to get to know the rest of the community as well and engage with them and a fun sort of way and unique sort of way and you don't feel you don't have to feel obligated to join every single week they can you know pop in and out which is nice yeah i I really like that about it um and could you guys just take us through your publication journey i know you guys both have very different um journeys and it's just interesting to me so uh, you just take us through yeah so i've been writing for over a decade and my debut i actually wrote back in 2014 um and i got into pitch wars with it and I had some agents that were interested I did a couple of R&Rs but nothing really worked out and then in uh, 2017 I uploaded it onto the Swoon Reads website Um, and Swoon Reads is an imprint of Macmillan and they every few months they will accept unsolicited manuscripts and you just put it on their website and readers and um, get to rate your book and leave reviews which is kind of cool and mine got selected in February 2018. I got the email from my editor, which is really exciting. And then, um, so it'll be six years officially since I wrote the first draft when it, it when it's officially released. So it's been quite a while. <laughs> um, and I just got an agent this past, just end of December 2019. So it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been, a, I mean, yeah, it's, the journey's been kind of long, but. I think it's been worth it. And mine was, um, I wrote mine in 2015, and um, I got an agent pretty quickly. It was like seven months, but then we went on sub, and it lasted forever. (laughs) It felt like um, I went on sub for about two and a half years, almost three years, 
with five different books and Mary sold yeah at almost three year mark so um yeah the agent part was quick for me but then the the submission part was really really long and I feel like a lot of people um I don't know they're not told about submission and how long that can be you know like I think the first obstacle we're all trying to pass at first is kind of like getting the agent and then submission kind of hits you out of nowhere yeah no I was uh submission was rough for me it took me (laughs) we went to acquisitions 10 times with four or five different books I can't even remember um and I got shut down at acquisitions it was so bad (laughs) um you know because each time I would get kind of the email or the call that was like okay we're doing this we're going to acquisitions which is usually like a shoe-in and then you know, it just didn't work out. Some houses had closed during that time, um, and some just, like, kept bringing my book to acquisitions, and they couldn't get a unanimous decision, and it was rough, but I wrote a whole bunch of books in that time to kind of get through it all, so that was good. That just sounds awful, um, and I'm happy that you're here now and you have your book coming out. Thanks, me too. I was wondering what your guys' favorite uh, trope and least favorite tropes are. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, my fave trope is hard because I like so many of them. Um, I do really like when it reflects real life. So I like when, like, you know, if it's a romance in middle grade or YA, if they're paired up on a project or normal ways that we um we do meet people and meet cute situations i really like that and then um, my least favorite trope is when the whole concept or premise of a a book or a show is based on a lie so like the tv show younger is based on her you know, she's 39, but she's pretending to be 29. <laughs> it gives me secondhand anxiety to experience that along with the character. And I just want to blurt out the truth because that's what I do in real life. So um, I want the same to happen on the screen. So that messes with me. For me, I also, I like all tropes. And I think that um, as long as they're done well, uh I can't really pick a favorite per se, but um, uh, as far as least favorites, uh, definitely. I mean, it's not even my least favorite. It's just like I said, it depends on how it's been executed. It's the, the enemies to lovers because um, it's very morally gray area for the person who might be on the receiving end of a past abuser's interests, romantic interests. So. I tend to be very uh, skeptical when it comes to that trope. I really hate the, um, you know, the bully to lover thing. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> because it seems like a cop-out, like, and a lot of times a bully is gets away with what they're, what they're past um, because, you know, all of a sudden they're so attractive and they're so hot and so, of course, they get to treat the another person horribly. And I think that's a really... Uh, I don't know. I think that's not a very... I think that's a, you're taking the easy way out when it comes to things like that. Yeah, me too. And also, I feel like 
are teaching people kind of bad um, models for what a relationship should look like. Someone that yeah. that loves you wouldn't have done that to you. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. But also, um, my favorite trope I think is, um, I feel like it's fr- like um, sorry, like friends to platonic soulmates or like I don't know strangers to platonic soulmates. I love I don't know I just love when people are like made for each other in a platonic way. Um, and then something I really hate is um, student teacher. I despise it. I used to love oh, it growing yeah. up. I don't like that either. Yeah. I used to love it growing up because obviously when you're a, a teenager, you're like, oh my god, that's so. This is so forbidden. And um, okay. <laughs> I used to be like, oh my god, you know Arya and Ezra. I used to love them. And then when I watch it back, I'm like, he's a predator. Uh, yes, right. he is. And I think she yeah, had a different perspective because she was a teacher. So I'm sure she has oh, yeah. feelings about that. <laughs> no, that's gross. Yeah. I think a lot of it is that what you're both saying is like the power imbalance really yeah. changes, yeah. you know, how how we think um, people should be in love and what it means. So, yeah, I'm with you both. I was wondering, do you guys have an OTP? And if so, could you share with everybody? Oh, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> Ah, you go for it. I'm afraid. So this is like the only, I was like, yes, done. I don't even need to like think about this. Um, Yeah, mine is Anne Shirley and Gilbert Blythe. Oh, yeah. I love them so much. Yes, that makes so much sense. So who is that? Oh, it's from Anna Green Gables. Oh, no, it's my favorite. You've never heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Anna Green Gables? Yeah. You know, okay. Um, it's Canadian and from like the nineteen, like nineteen fourteen. Okay. So, I guess you weren't around for it. So <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> Not like me. Um, no, but they and Anne with an E. I th- I thought they did a really good job with the romance. Um, to reflect the original book while making it unique and different. So yeah, they're my they're my. Gilbert is like my goals always in life. Yeah, I like that. So I, I have so many OTPs. I love so many of them. Um, I think the one that came um, to mind is um, Sorcha and Red from The Daughter of the Forest by Juliette Morellier. I don't know if you've read that, but it's a young adult historical fantasy. And the thing that I love, and I realize this is one of my favorite thing tropes i guess is the quiet love interest that's like just there and he's you know loves you from afar and is you're kind of like your strength and but like doesn't push you to you know have to um to, uh, to you know have those feelings from for him that for the other person as well like they're just there and when you need them and so that is probably why i will pick i I love their love story so much is because he's just kind of this quiet, steadfast man that just loves from afar. I don't know. I feel like with OTPs and me, I've kind of, um, I don't know. It sounds so sad. I just kind of don't ship anyone anymore. Um, like I used um, to. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like um, I, I, the, the last couple I really, really loved was, um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but this book called... Um, the Black Flamingo. It's a book written in oh, verse. Yeah. yeah, I won't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> uh, the book is so good, but like, um, I don't know if it's a spoiler. Anyway, the main character gets with another guy and 
it's just so lovely and he treats him well so um that was really nice to me but generally i'm i feel like love is dead Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is pretty ridiculous, but yeah. No, I get I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> um, and I wanted to discuss some tropes with you guys, um, and see what your opinions were and like your favorite examples of them. Um, so firstly, insta love. I'm okay with insta love. I yeah. feel like if we're doing our like kids service here to reflect to them like i definitely like fell in love with a billion boys in high school where yep, i had not had one conversation with them and you know i barely knew them so i think um and i created tons of conversations and dialogues we had together in my notebook <laughs> um yes. So I feel like Insta Love gets a bad rap, and I yeah. don't really get why. Um, I'm into it. I can't think I'm, of a good example. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I also I have I have kept all of my journals from when I was that like in middle school and high school, and yeah, I fell in love a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So I yeah I can't hate on it either because I feel like it's very normal when you're that age to have such strong feelings and you're trying to work through them and uh you're you know hormo- hormones and all that stuff so <laughs> i think it's very very normal and i definitely don't hate on it at all and I'm trying to think of an example and the only thing that comes to mind is freaking twilight i don't know <laughs> what else um because i feel like a lot of young adult books um are sort of instant love when it comes to for pacing because you know right now everybody's obsessed with pacing so it's really hard to form a relationship in however many pages of a book and to show these characters falling in love over time is much more difficult and and it during because of plot and pacing so yeah i yeah i think that a lot of young adult books have fallen into that category um i might be cold-hearted but i hate insta love with a burning passion I feel like um, well, yeah, you don't believe in love, so but yeah. like I love romance. Rom rom com's my favorite thing, but it's just that I don't know. Insta love makes me angry. Like, um, well, what are your examples? Because I would like to hear. Because I don't I can't think of any. I have no good examples of insta love. Every single one I've read. Because the thing is, in my opinion, there's like insta crush, insta lust, and I understand oh, it. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, like. Yeah insta love like they both lock eyes uh-huh. and then they're like oh my god you're the person i was looking for that makes me want to kill someone uh, um i just say okay. it's so like easy it's so just... like faded faded mates that kind of thing like that's like oh yeah. like you're faded to be with someone yeah yeah i'm not sure how i feel about that one either i just think it's so annoying like i feel like the author was lazy and um didn't want to develop the relationship because you can obviously look at someone and be yes. like i want you to be my husband or my wife or whatever um mm-hmm. But, like, you, you don't look at them and think, like, you genuinely love them. I guess maybe, yeah. um, like, for example, you know, to all the boys I've loved before. I like the way Jenny Han does it because it's kind of treated like yeah. an extreme crush. What a lot of teenage girls get and stuff. Like, um, you get extreme crushes on people. Yes. Um, and it's so overwhelming and everything. And all-consuming. 
Um, but it's not like so like when um Peter finds out that Lara like <laughs> like wrote a love letter to him um that he wasn't meant to see, he isn't instantly like, You're the person I was looking for. He's kinda like, This is kinda weird. Um and it kind of builds up into a relationship. So it's like I like that, but mm-hmm. I don't like when it's just kind of like they looked at each other and they they like fell in love. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that Shannon and I were thinking more of the lust crush thing yes. also than like that. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I I know what you mean now. Okay, maybe I yeah. just had the definition wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe, I think uh, yeah, I think I did too. <laughs> Um, what are you guys' opinions on um, love triangles? I don't mind them. I, I, I think that you have to have valid, like, everything needs to make sense of why the the one with the two options has hesitations um, for it to really work. I, like, can't, I'm so bad at thinking of examples, but I wrote one, and I, like, was torn the entire time, and I know Prerna is gonna talk about probably hers right now, but, <laughs> like, where, where you want the reader to feel torn, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's kind of the goal, because, I mean, things like that happen where, like, you have to make a decision, and, um, and I think, yeah, finding that truth to it is really the important part. Yeah. And I get, yeah, I get annoyed when you know that the author definitely wants you to pick yeah. one person over the other. And you can, I mean, I mean, you knew what was going to happen with Twilight. I mean, I know that the whole Team Jacob and uh, Team Edward thing was so huge, but you know she was going to pick Edward. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but, um... I just recently, I, I used to be very dead set against writing r- love triangles into my book until I kind of accidentally did it with my current project. Um, and I was messaging Shannon the other day and I was like, I'm so torn because I love both these boys. <laughs> and I don't know who she should be with. <laughs> so I think that if you as a writer are also like, oh, I don't know what I want. Like, I think that's a good sign. I think that's a sign that you're doing it right. And I also think, that um yeah that it yeah that it can be done well yeah i agree i feel like um it gets a really bad reputation but this is one um this is one kind of trope that i love um because i feel like i hate it when for example the best friend who could have spoken up the entire time they were friends is like suddenly (laughs) like i love you um but like i really like the tension it creates and i feel like a lot of what happens is people are like, oh, the main character who won't choose a person is so awful. And I'm like, but why can't we play into that? Like, if this person is flawed, um, why can't we play into them using people? Um, I find that very interesting. And actually, I like, I used to not be that much of a fan of um, love triangles. And then my editor um, was like, oh, um, like she was kind of like I'm team this person and I was like what do you mean team this person (laughs) and then um and then my other friend was like oh I'm team this person and I was like I didn't realize there was teams and then I realized I've created a love of triangle accidentally um because my main character um to put it nicely he's a slut and so he's created these things in um he's created these situations for himself where he's just created multiple people in love with him and so like it's 
It's really messy. I have the same problem. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> no, I love that. I lo- I mean, it really does happen. And like, I, I don't know. I mean, Jenny Han does it so well. I mean, yeah. she really is expert at every trope that you could possibly have in my contemporary. She does it, nails it. Yeah. Yeah, and she, in our first series, um, The Summer I Turned Pretty, it's the same thing. There's a love triangle, and um, it's, I think she had, like, three or four books in that series, and you really didn't, weren't sure what was going to happen. Wow. I love her. Her writing is just so nice to read, I feel. Yes. Yes. This is going to be, like, a Jenny Han um, gushing yeah. episode. <laughs> Maybe she'll invite us to the premiere for her next movie. Please. <laughs> We want to be cool as well. <laughs> um, and what's your opinion? I feel like we've already gotten kind of like an opinion from the other question, but um, what's your opinion on enemies to lovers? Yeah, I'm, like I said, I just really am um, leery of them, the Raylos and the Star Wars fandom. And, you know, that really turns me off to the whole enemies to lovers thing because I just feel like it's very toxic. Um... Uh, but yeah and i talked about and then the, the shatter me series yeah so she um she did uh, the enemies to lovers very well i think in her shatter me series and okay. so with juliet and warner so yeah spoiler <laughs> okay so i do like kylo ren but i don't like i'm not like a kylo ren ray on the Raylo situation. <laughs> I think... I'm going to get messages. <laughs> you just really like Adam Driver's body. I like Adam Driver's body. For what reason? I feel like I can't... I don't really have a, an official... I don't really like enemies to lovers either. I think it's... I feel like a lot of people force it and it's like I write witty banter, and it's like, do you know? I, I don't know. I get kind of snobby about that. And, like, yeah. I don't, a lot of times, and this is, like, romance in general, I feel like a lot of times it's a B-plot and not necessary anyway to, like, non-romance stories. But I also feel the same way about enemies to lovers is that people think it's, like, a cool thing and that they have to have it especially in like fantasy maybe you're gonna get in trouble for this but um (laughs) and I think that it like it's like they have tension for no real reason and you have to have like if you're gonna do it you they have to have a real reason to not like each other and people have to have the same like power in the situation for it to work and to come off in a consensual way. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of times people misinterpret enemies because sometimes they're not necessarily enemies, they just really don't like each other. And I don't think that's necessarily enemies because enemies is you're both on the opposite sides of like a war and you hate each other because you're both fighting for the same thing and, the opposite, and you're on the opposite side. So I don't know. Uh, it can definitely be overused and... Um, uh, misinterpreted I agree I feel like um, enemies to lovers 
feels so forced so many of the time like so much of the time i'm like why do you hate this person um right you just want me to like you just want to put in this trope I, f- I can feel it in your writing but also um it's kind of like the witty banter you're talking about is just so at, at some point i'm like not everyone can be witty you know like please yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering now i this is just so much <laughs> um yeah it's just annoying i feel like a lot of people I don't know. Do you guys write books um, with the intention of putting tropes in, or does it just naturally happen? I don't. It's natural, yeah. yeah. I don't think it would ever be like I want to write a enemies to lovers and then go set out to do it. But if I did, I would like to think that I would have like valid reasons of why they're enemies. I would yeah. like to see more rivals to lovers. Um, I think that that is a more realistic. I just like like aggressive. Like if we, if you're gonna have aggressive kind of like competition, which I'm totally into. <laughs> um, why not make it that that puts it a little more on equal footing versus what Karen was talking about with the like people are the power dynamics. So I would prefer that. I think I think those are cool. And I think a lot of people misinterpret rivals to enemies as, or rivals to lovers as enemies to lovers. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, I, I like my friend Chloe. You know Chloe Gong. Um, yeah. I feel like her book is gonna definitely be the whole rivals to lovers thing or enemies even because I think. Yay! I mean, yes. Yeah, it's like um rival gangs, but also um the like the. I don't know, the people that represent Juliet and Romeo in this retelling, um, they were also ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. So there's a lot of tension as well. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited. She's a gem. She is. She's so good on Twitter. She is. She's so funny. Um, And what do you guys think about um, Forbidden Lovers? I I, I love it. Forbidden, I feel like it depends. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything of forbidden lovers. I mean, that is like Romeo and Juliet. Because you're they're like they're at war with each other and their families hate each other and they're not supposed to be with each other. And they do it anyway. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want them to end up dead at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. I wonder what she's gonna do. Ooh, that's exciting. Has it been done well, the um, Forbidden Lovers? Yeah, I mean, I think they, they do it a lot. Well, that one is kind of a broad, I feel like it's a broad, like lots of things oh. could be considered forbidden. Yeah. It was a Lady Taylor series. Um, uh, Daughter of S- Smoke and Bone. That is uh, Forbidden Lovers, and it is very well done, that series. It's- very good. I really love that. I think that's probably my favorite example of that. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll read that. She's, she's great. I think, that, I mean, what, yeah, I, I love the whole idea of, you can't, I, I, I hate being told what to do. So, <laughs> I would really buy into that whole, can't be with someone, and you're just like, yeah, well, I'm, don't tell me what to do, I'm going to be with them anyway, you know? I, I like that. <laughs> it's a good way to create tension, definitely, yeah. so that you're rooting for them. I think it depends, because I think, some writers do it in a way that pisses me off um like like a a trend i've seen a lot of the time is white writers writing poc and it being like this forbidden thing 
oh my god mm-hmm. like and i'm just like i don't yeah. want you to use this person um as your like forbidden oh, they're using the race as the reason yes i hate that uh, slavery romances yeah that kind of stuff oh is god really yeah nazi romance yeah that stuff i, oh, I don't god. like it no, I hate no thank it. you oh um, i hate it yeah it's so nasty. I, I saw the movie that came out. Re- not, I didn't see it, but I've, I saw, I heard of it. Um, right. The one about the um, the Nazi German. Um, the, in it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't even know that it existed until recently. I was, I was very surprised. We just don't need but that. I guess it shouldn't be because I mean Nazis are making a comeback, right? So. Oh gosh. <laughs> They're everywhere. They never left. Also, teacher student and stuff. That type of forbidden romance. Yeah. I'm not for. Oh yeah. Let's okay. Um, step sibling. Oh. Oh yeah, that's a no. That's a really <laughs> tricky one. I'm not sure. How it is tricky. It, it is tricky. very tricky. I and hate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't know if I've ever read a step sibling romance. I've watched Clueless. an adopted one. Oh, I do like Clueless though. But then they're not step siblings anymore because the parents are divorced by the time they get together. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> that's fine, I guess. <laughs> oh gosh no like you know i hate the even um when you've like when you have like an adopted sibling and because oh, yeah. i watched you know the fosters oh i'm i'm, I'm oh. Lost it, but i've heard of it is i was so even? yeah i've heard that isn't it yes oh no thank you it was awful yeah. it was like no that's a different level that's a different level and the parents yeah. have to literally say we will unadopt you if you guys like sleep together <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was like, this is so unethical. You hope it never comes to that. (laughs) Oh gosh. I don't think that crosses most people's minds when they adopt a child and they already have another child. Like, please don't, like, fall in love. I didn't have a romantic relationship. Don't fall in love. Don't have sex behind our backs. So um, we just agree that like forbidden love can be great um, when it's not kind of, I don't know. It's gross. Gross, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys feel about slow burn? Ooh, I love oh, it. yes. I just read a really good one. What was it called? It was Stacey Reed. It was a historical romance. And I think it's called My Darling Duke. Okay. I love Regency romances. <laughs> like a lot. And that had a really good slow, slow burn romance. I'm so bad at, like, P keeps naming, like, people and books, and I'm like, have I ever read them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that happened. If I'm like, hmm, can I think of any books that I've ever Anne, read? Anne and Gilbert are slow burn. That's it. That's the only book I've read. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they are. No, I really like it. And I, I, I like Slow Burn. I wrote a YA, like, Western about one. And it, it's kind of my favorite because it's like, I'm like, come on. Just kiss you. Yeah. Um, so I really, I mean, I like it. Yeah. It's it's a trope I really enjoy, yes. Yeah, I, I do too. Because you're really just, like, on the edge of your seat waiting for it to finally happen. I think it depends. But I don't like it when it, like, ends on them getting together, you know? Like, all of a sudden, they're together, and it's, boom, over. You know? I'd like a little bit more. Okay. 
Um, I think for me it depends on the way it's done. Like one of my favorite um like my favorite um movies is called Love Rosie and I love how long it takes yes. for them to get together. I feel so like heartbroken for them. But at the same time yes. Um, and also, there's another, there's a K-drama that I love, my love from another star. It takes them literally, like, the entire show to get together. And with Korean dramas, it's only one season. So, um, it's not that bad. But, like, it was just, I, I love it in those instances. But generally, if, like, the author is prolonging it and it just feels boring, I just, I, I give up. Yeah. Yeah, there's a very thin line between the boring and exciting parts. You have yeah. to be very careful. I mean, TV does it a lot. Yeah. Because they get, like they don't know how to, especially like sitcoms, they don't know how to like make couples funny afterwards, which I think is so terrible. I'm like, really? Like, why would you just stop being funny after? So, um, I guess they do it more than than books. I would assume. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, The Vampire Diaries they did that a lot, a lot. And then it wasn't always satisfactory. <laughs> I think if you, yeah, like you, like you were saying, Frida, if it takes too long, you lose interest. Yeah. Even like, um, remember Zoe 101? I love Zoe 101. I loved it so much. <laughs> uh, see, I was too old for that. But they have to, it has to be another thing. Like there has to be valid reasons. So either your character has some hang-ups of why they they can't get together or there's some like external hang-ups but i prefer when it's like an an internal arc of like they they can't like they either got hurt in the past or they don't trust people or whatever to to kind of drive that and make it like a real thing yeah in zoe 101 like they're just I don't know, scared, I guess. Because Zoe, she's kind of cold-hearted and she doesn't really, mm-hmm. like, let her feelings show. So you don't know what she's ever thinking. And so the whole time, Chase is just like, oh my God, Zoe, I'm in love with her. And I'm like, Chase, please, just say something. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry the entire time as a child. Um, yeah, no, I, I get you. That's also, yeah, I agree. What do you guys think of fake relationships? Like to all the boys. Yeah. I I am a fan. Um, I do think that sometimes in like in Pete in to all the boys, Peter sometimes is callous in the way he treats. Um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Jean. <laughs> that's awful. Sometimes he's very callous in the books, especially. I was just like, oh, Peter, what are you doing? <laughs> um. So it. It definitely, as long as they apologize later, but and I think they have to be respectful to one another. I agree. I, I like. I mean, I think Jenny Han can do no wrong, so I love her version of it. But usually, it annoys me when it's like, we have to kiss, oh, and God. then like so in Brooklyn Nine Nine, it like really bothered me that that's how they kissed for the first time, and I just, I didn't. I sometimes think it's it's too convenient, but maybe I'm being harder on this trope than others. But it's not my favorite. I feel meh about it, but I I like Jenny's version. Same, I love Jenny's. They both had stakes in it. They both had stakes in it, and I 
like Peter's doing it to to get back at Jen. Was that her name? Yeah. Jen. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and she likes him, so it's like, so um, yeah. It's really like all of these. Now I'm like sound like the same. I'm giving the same answer, but it's motivation and like why your character is doing it that really matters to me and how you pull it off then yeah yeah i find like a lot of people do fake dating um and i i really don't care about it i don't really find it believable because i don't know i know that fiction's meant to be fiction but i just don't feel like it would happen in real life um right it doesn't it's just so weird to like the other ones do yeah i think so Yeah. yeah but I don't know, fake dating, I don't know, I don't like it most of the time, but Jenny Han is amazing, so. <laughs> yeah, and I also can't think of another example that works really well. Neither can I, because I, whenever I see fake dating, um, actually, no, um, American Royals, how can I forget? Have you read American Royals? Oh, I haven't, no. I know no. some people um, have, I don't know, they're hesitant to read it. A lot of um, people I know because of what it's about. Um, but American Royals, they have a fake dating in that. And I thought that that was really, um, I think it was well done. Like, it, uh, it's about, like, you know, like, royal family and everything. And, she, like, the main character has a duty to her parents to basically kind of be the perfect daughter and stuff and marry who they need her to marry so that the country's happy. Um but the person she wants to marry and everything, it's just, it's really complicated. Um, so she has to like kind of fake date him in the public. Um, and he's, he's a lovely guy, but he's just, she's just not in love with him. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really nice. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they sound like they have stakes. This is Rachel Harkins, right? Um, no, this is Catherine McGee. Oh, okay. She wrote, um, Another, another book called Royals, but I think they changed the title. Oh, okay. No, I think that's oh. a different book. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. That's is, a different book. American Royals, I've seen a bunch um, recently, but I've never, I've never read it, and I, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's really well written. It's really well written. Um, cool. What do you guys think about um, childhood? Oh, shame! I think I've left something out. What do you guys think of um, trapped in the same room type trope? Oh yeah, I think mischief can happen. <laughs> yes. I mean, I love, I mean, it happens in um, the Mindy Project. I like, I yeah. only have TV examples for some reason. Um, like, did she write a book? Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Mindy Project, they get stuck in the elevator and like, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, that's like, every time I get in an elevator, I'm like, what if I got trapped? And it's like, <laughs> that's immediately what I think. Um, so I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, no, I can think of a couple examples. I mean, I think it kind of happens to Nick, Nick and Jess where they're, like, forced into that room, and they're like, kiss, 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 and yes. new girl. And then there's also that really cheesy Christmas movie called The Christmas Kiss, and it's about these two strangers who get stuck in an elevator, and they kiss, and, like, they don't know each other's identities. <laughs> I think that's oh. an interesting way to put up. It's very cheesy. It's a Lifetime original movie. <laughs> Christmas movie. Right. I feel like, for me... The same room thing makes no sense to me. Um, <laughs> I'm always like, okay. Have you liked any tropes? <laughs> I don't know. I'm such a skeptic. In, in like a book. Oh, I think, uh, what's her? I think I did read one in a book. Let me see if I can find the author's name. It's Casey West. 
Okay. Casey Wells did one, and I can't remember what it's called now, but they were trapped in a library um, over at the school library, and I thought it was really cute. Oh, oh, what's it called, too? Um, Breakfast Club. Oh, I hate, yeah, I yeah. hate that movie so much. <laughs> it makes oh, no God sense. I, I did like it a lot when I was younger. I don't know if I would like it now. That's like an adult. Right. But... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yes. I like the concept of those kind of things. I like, I guess I like gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would they do? You, well, I take it out of that situation. So one time I was really trapped at the airport. This is okay. So I I was twenty five years old and I was trapped at the airport with three other kids who were like my age and we didn't know each other and we all just kind of clumped together and like it was like me and another girl and two boys and we like took turns sleeping and like watching each other's stuff and shared snacks and, like, told stories about our lives for hours, for the whole night. And then we left in the morning, and we were, like, kept joking, like, we're going to meet back here in a year from now and remember this moment to commemorate it because it was, like, this weird kind of magical experience that seemed like it was from a book or a movie. And it was really great, and I was always like, oh, I should have written a book about that. You should. Did you go back? Huh? Did you go back? I did not go back. I'm really heartbroken. But it was really, I, like, thought about it. You know, like, I think about it randomly. Like, I don't remember their names. Like, it was, it was really a cool thing, though, that happened. Yeah. I like that. I, that would make a really good book. That would make a good book. And um, I feel like I like the idea of people from, like, all, like, from different places being trapped and, like, becoming friends and stuff. I just don't yeah. get it in terms of, um, I don't know, like, you know, when a couple is forced to like, I mean, this is coming up, yeah. this trope, when they're forced to share a bed or like, um, yeah. or when they're stuck in a room, I'm like, why would your first instinct be, I'm claustrophobic, so I can't even picture that being a thing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. why would you be in a room and like, feel like you want to kiss someone? <laughs> yeah. That's, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but I'm cold hearted. I'm close I'm claustrophobic, but I could do I could do a room. A room would be fine. <laughs> no, I feel like I'd be too um I'd just be too concentrated on getting out. Um to even think about anyone else. Yeah. But that's like a sort of a horror film. <laughs> yeah. My life is a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> when they're all trapped in their room and they have to get out it's all sorts of crazy stuff happens yeah no i don't trust escape rooms like my friend wanted to go to one and i was like that's how they'll kill us in there <laughs> they it happened in this movie yes it is possible i believe or the movie that's how you survive the apocalypse because you're in there and everyone else around you i don't want to survive the apocalypse I never I get that. I do either. I don't think I would want to because it would be very hard mentally and emotionally. <laughs> I'm just, I give up a lot. So I just feel like, why would I try? Like everyone I love is dead. What's the point? And I'm not going to yeah. be running from zombies and stuff. I just don't see the point. <laughs> I, yes. It's the idea of like being eaten alive though. That's probably why your instincts would be to run. 
I think I'll fall asleep and then hope that like um, they eat me or something. I don't feel it. That'll be the best way to go out, I guess. Um, what do you guys feel about sharing a bed? Like me and Prana sharing a bed. Sure, so, we've done that. We've done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we started. Yeah, that was our first one we did this year with all the tropes and. I had a hard time coming up with something, and um, I picked uh, from the OC. But I I like it as an idea. I do when you know there's only one bed. It's usually like an episode. It's not like a whole thing. Um, I get like, ooh, are they going to share the bed? But I do like when they do other things like, oh, I'll sleep here. You take the bed. Those are... <laughs> I don't mind it. I think it's cute. But it's hard to, like, kind of make it. I'm a bigger fan of other sleep. What are they? I looked this up for when we did it. But they call it something. They're, like, sleep tropes. Something. But I like when it's, like, one falls asleep on the other one's shoulder. Like, those are my weird sleeping tropes. Yeah. I think that's really cute. I yeah. think that the one bed, I, my example was all like in Regency romance where you're not even like allowed to be alone with another person of, of the opposite sex, um, like without a chaperone being forced into small, into small quarters and then you have to like share a bed and you weren't even allowed to sleep in the same room, um, back in the day. So the idea of sharing a bed is so, was like frowned upon or whatever. It was a big deal. I, so in those, it works very well in those types of books but I also think there needs to be um it needs to be very clear that there are boundaries and that are being respected because I have read books where a person has said I'm not comfortable with you being in this space with me and the other person is like no it's like the alpha male like you just have to deal with it and I don't like that I think that's that's gross I feel like again I'm cold-hearted I just find it I I don't know what it is I think that what happens is I think someone does it well and then other people are like oh my god i want my book to do it well and so what they do is they force it into the book and then i feel like it's forced and annoying and then i hate it um yeah i'm trying to think of someone does it well me too i mean i feel like it's an easy thing to start because it's super specific i wonder i wonder if it was a t like it feels very tv ish to me i don't know there have been like old episodes this of shows that have done that I think they did one we'll have, like, have to track this down I feel like Happy Days I used to watch Happy Days I feel like they did that on Happy Days or something yeah. <laughs> hmm yeah it's Happy Days fault <laughs> <laughs> um, and what do you guys feel about Best Friend's Brother That's a real thing. Yeah. So many crushes on my friend's brothers. So, God, I'm such a flirt. So, I think <laughs> we that's know. A real thing. Huh? I said, we know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that one feels really realistic to me and based on truth. Yeah. So, I support it. Yeah, no, I like it, but again, the age difference is very oh, God. It can, it can go into the gross. For sure. area very quick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, 
so I think it's definitely surreal. Like one of my friends, um, we're the same age and her older brothers are a few years older than us. They're like, um, I think they'll be 20. So she has two, two of them are twins. And then one of them's like not a twin. So she has three older brothers and her family are full of attractive people. And I, when I first saw her brothers, I was like, I need you to know that your brothers were sculpted from like, and she was like, yeah, this is not new. Everyone that meets them says that. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, but I want you to know that from like the bottom of my heart. Um, and if you're a good friend, you'd be okay with me saying this. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she's, she, um, I think she's so used to everybody liking her brother. As long as you don't act on it, she's fine. Because I feel yeah. like she finds that creepy. Because Especially because her brothers were much older than us at the time. Because um, at the time I met her, we were 16. And her brothers were like in their mid-20s. Yeah, so, yeah that would have been a, very, a big no-no. Yeah, I think so as well. I, I, I feel like I've got an older brother. And no one, I like none of my friends have ever said anything. Um, I feel like... Oh, that's too rude. No, never mind. <laughs> Are you gonna insult your brother? I insult him too much. I feel like I really need to become nicer. I just think he can't dress. He just, I don't know. It's like he wears flared jeans. Um. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, that's that's a choice. It's that is tragic. They're kind of. I no. Saw them from the store the other day. No, I can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think my brother's a catch. So if someone was to like my brother, I'd be like, okay, that's a choice. But um <laughs> Are you okay? What's happening? <laughs> exactly. I'd just be like, wow, okay. Um uh, I don't support it, but you know, good for you that you found something <laughs> in him. <laughs> It's so mean. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's so mean. Does your brother listen to your, your podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> but I say this to his face. So I sound so, like such a mean person. But if you know my siblings, um, we are awful to each other. I feel like siblings have such a weird relationship. You guys can say yeah. the most hurtful stuff and then be eating like pizza like a few hours after. You can say like the worst things to each other and then move on from it like yes. nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, best friend's brother. Yeah, if it becomes age weird, like the age is weird and stuff, it just is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Could you guys tell us about the tropes in your own books? Why you chose them? And yeah. Um. So I didn't necessarily set out to have tropes in my book, but I guess. Mine's more, it's not really enemies to lovers, but they don't like each other, or at least the female, my main character, Tessa, does not care for the male lead, Corey, and then they eventually, of course, fall for each other. So I don't call it enemies to lovers, though, because there's, like, no hate between them. It's just, like, this mistrust. Um, And then another one I have in there is, like, the bad boy that's actually a cinnamon roll on the inside, like, he's a cinnamon roll boy, and then she's, like, a hard-edged, cold-hearted girl and um i didn't like i said i didn't necessarily mean to have it be that way but it's just uh, how it ended up <laughs> um me d- did i talk about the balcony scene i can't remember but i have a balcony scene in mine which is not really a balcony scene but that's what i call it but that was like kind of the first thing i thought of with this book was that 
this like goofy blonde-headed kid with a gap in his teeth would like popped up in the window of the girl he likes house and is like hey i saw something that i think you'll like and it's a submarine and then they go find it so um that is one of my tropes the nighttime thing and then um they get partnered up on a school project, which I, I don't think is, like, an official trope, but it definitely is for me, and one yeah. that I noticed, and that I think that is real, and I think that's how a lot of people, like, meet their boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever in school, and I saw my students do it, but, and this is another one, I don't know if this is a trope, See, I'm like, how do I host this thing? But I don't know what tropes are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have, like, I really was always fascinated with the class clowns that I taught every year would always, like, pine for a girl. And they were, like, way more, like, they'd be, like, in love with a girl for a whole school year and not talk to them. But they would be real outgoing and loudmouths. And, like, but they'd be in love with one quiet girl. And I had, like, this happen every single year that I taught. And I was, like, and sometimes, like, multiple kids a year in different classes, like, where I would see this. And so I I definitely paired Mary and Kip up because he's the class clown and she's the quiet girl. And I just really like their dynamic together. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I love Thanks. them. Also, the class clowns are like my favorite people. Yeah, they're yeah. never like leading men, you know, and it really bothered me. And I, I wanted, I did not want a serious boy because Mary's really serious. So it just, you know, he happened. It's like so, a good balance, though. Yeah, I think it, it all is about balance, right? I feel like um, I grew up, um, I went to a Catholic school for seven years. Um, an, all, uh-huh. an all girls Catholic school. So our class clowns were always girls. And um, it's just, I feel like boys being class clowns versus girls being class clowns is just such a different thing. Like uh-huh. the boys, yes. I feel like they're trying to impress people kind of in a way, but also like, I don't know what else they're trying to do, but like with girls, it's kind of like they're genuine. They're genuinely just comedic people. Like they're just like hilarious and they should pursue a career in it because um yes. this is what they've come yeah. to school to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed, like i noticed when girls would be class clowns as a teacher that i would find them delightful and that a lot of my colleagues were willing to overlook the male class clowns like oh that's just so and so but the girl class clowns like really irritated them i thought that was kind of awful no, so. that's pretty, I mean, it comes down to sexism. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I think of an example from my life when I was in school of girls that were, like, class clowns. And I feel like there weren't, I can't think of any, but I feel like there were, girls are more confident in that respect nowadays than when I was younger. Yeah. Also, I think that's great. I've heard that. In, so I've heard that girls do better in all girls schools because there's like I think that girls also come out of their shell more in all girls schools. Oh yeah. Um. So there was a lot more space for like people just being silly for no reason and like yeah. um not having to impress anyone and like um yeah like it's just 
I loved being at an all girls school. Like the the dynamic is just so hilarious all the time, and there's always something going on. It's just so funny. Um, but have you guys heard of this book called The Turbulent Term of Tyke Tiller? No. <laughs> It's a um, it's a middle grade about um, a child called Tyke, and Tyke is a troublesome person, and it's one of the most like I don't know it's just one of the weirdest middle grades I've ever read. But it basically follows them through a term at school, so like um like a I don't know what you would call it. Would you call it still a semester in elementary school? Um, like their quarters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A quarter, um, a term is a quarter then. Um, and basically, Tyke is really like mis- like mischievous. The head teacher hates Tyke for some reason. And we're just wondering why this entire time. And um, as the story develops and everything, you're just kind of like, is Tyke being, I don't know. I feel like even you as a reader, you're like, Tyke, can you just behave? Um, and then at the very end, we find out that throughout the book, no pronouns were ever used for Tyke. And that Tyke is a girl. And so when you read it back, your whole reading of it changes because you're just like, why are they talking to Tyke like that? This teacher was very, very like, they say that like, you just see subtle things that the teachers say and you realize it's because Tyke's a girl. And then also there's just so many readings to it. Some people say that it's um, Tyke is, because Tyke gets really angry when you call Tyke by her real name as well. Um, and yeah so people are saying is it a reading for like um trans rep or something but it's a it's an old it's an old middle grade and um, maybe the language wasn't there to describe tyke right um but like there's just so many readings into it was tyke being treated like this because she's a girl or um was tyke i don't know you know there's so many things the teacher sense that tyke was queer but yeah uh-huh. such an interesting book oh, but yeah interesting. Oh, I'm gonna um I just thought about that when you said the class clown and how girls are treated differently when they're class clowns to um boys. Yeah. So yeah, but um. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, we had to because I'm in my, I'm obviously at university right now. We done children's literature, um, last term or semester, and um, yeah, we had to do a bunch of books. A lot of them were really boring, but that was a really interesting one, <laughs> from the list. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. And um, the tropes in my book, I I have things I don't realize I'm doing tropes until after. Um, because obviously, you know, when you don't do it, I feel like when you're not organically writing, you're trying to insert something purposely. Unless it's like yeah. the whole plot. Like um, with Jenny Han, she obviously had to purposely want to do fake dating right. and stuff like that. Um, but like, I never realized until after. So I've got um, kind of a love triangle, but it's kind of like not really a traditional one. And then I've got... Um, and well, they're not enemies. They're just in different cliques. Um, the two main characters, um, Chimak is very popular. Devon's kind of um, a wallflower, and then they become um, reluctant partners and like, and then um, like best friends. Um, I like those tropes because I just love friendship. <laughs> in yeah, YA. I do like the like the popular girl, and then the girl that like. Or, or like redemption of the mean girl where you where you the main character thinks that some girl is a mean girl but it turns out that she's not like in um jumanji <laughs> yeah. yeah um I, the new jumanji we were just watching it on the way up to the mountains but 
Um, I really like that Bethany's character is sort of explored in a really unique way <laughs> in that movie. And um, she becomes friends with, like, the nerdy girl, and they kind of talk it out. Like, why Bethany confronts her, and she's like, why do you not like me? Like, what are you, what's wrong? And I like that. I wish more books would focus on friendship, especially, I feel like a lot of people don't really like writing the romance plot. Yeah, you can can tell. Yeah, you can tell. And I, like, I would rather it just not be there. If I think if your romance, like, doesn't affect the plot in any way, then you don't need it. And I'm a firm, firm believer in books should be shorter in general. So just take it out. But, um, yeah, I would like to see more. Um, The kids and I just watched Mean Girls, like, 45 times over Christmas break. And, um, I mean, that's not a romance at all. But I think because it's teen, people just kind of, like, lump it in with with teen romances and it's really a story about friendship obviously but like um and finding yourself but the um yeah i I like the friendship lines so much more have you watched um mean girls on broadway i haven't i loved mean girls on broadway it was uh, they kind of delve more into why regina is the way she is and they kind of correct some of the problematic elements from the first movie um Like, and they, 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 I don't know, there's so many things they add that are just so, like, so much better, I don't know. But they really go into uh, Regina's psych- psychology a lot more. And um, it's just really funny. Yeah, I bet they're making it an, into another movie, and I know people were like, Inception. But I was <laughs> like, well, it does need to be, there's some things that need to be updated in it. And I assumed that the musical had, had updated it. And then now yeah. they want to bring that back into it. And I, I fully support a new Mean Girls. And I also think that yeah. the musical, um, it has a different like plot line as well. Things end and take place differently as well. Um, oh, so it's interesting what they do with that. As I think, yeah, I would really love to see. I love Mean Girls so much. Like Blair Waldorf is my everything. I think they're such complicated women and they're so intelligent. And yeah. Um, yeah often misunderstood like i just love writing about mean girls because i'm just like there's so much more going on um under the surface for why they're acting the way they are and why they want Mm -hmm. power i agree redemption for the mean girl and the last question is um what's your favorite rom-com slash like romance book Oh, 
Um, Daisy Jones and the Six. I thought that. I don't. Maybe I don't know what romances are. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a, a new answer. You ready? Okay. Here you go. <laughs> I just want to talk about my friend Joe McNally is um, our agent sister, and she writes like fun feminist romance. And she's awesome, and she didn't start writing until she was in her 60s. So Whoa. Uh, I'm going to plug her books right now because I think she's great. And she's, like, had this huge career in the last two years that's just been amazing. So, yeah, if you're looking for romance, go read Joe McNally. It's nice. adult. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, like, rom-coms in the I love her rom-coms. I think they're super cute and, of course, diverse, which is awesome. Um, and I try to think, and I read, like, a, like a lot of adult romance, like uh, Sarah McLean and Tessa Dare and uh, Stacey Reed, those types of books. I can't, I just read, I really, I'm a big fan of romance, so picking a favorite is really difficult for me because I enjoy quite a lot of them and me on the other hand um <clears throat> for some reason i don't really reach for romance books um as much but i love romance films um but with books i'll say my friend adiba she is so good at writing romance oh, yes. um, oh, i'm excited about her yeah. oh, yes. oh, she's such a good writer and um also i love jenny han i feel like I don't know what it is about people. I personally couldn't write a book like that. I feel like there's a way of like them doing, um, I don't know, like the everyday and making it fun to read. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I always have to throw I mean, in a dead Prana's body. Too. good at that too. I'm jealous. I, keep, like, I try and I can't do it. And I was, you're, you're asking our favorite romance and I'm like, I mean, I read a lot of like Danielle Steele when I was in middle school and high school, but, yeah, I usually read, like, not, I usually read, like, adult literary or, you know, occasionally YA literary or very less occasionally <laughs> middle grade literary, um, but adult literary is my go-to, and their romances aren't usually, like, happy, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I like happy romances. I'm trying to think of, like, a not-so-happy romance that like really got to me i love i love like <laughs> I sadness you haven't read it oh, um so you need I tissues Tissue, i haven't read that one yet you need a lot oh, of tissues i feel like i like song of achilles better okay. and i've read them out of order i read i read cersei first i've heard so many conflicting things some people say they prefer cersei some people say they prefer song of achilles i feel like song of achilles is gonna be very hard to beat for me um, yeah. So, it's just so. I remember reading it, and I was like broken. <laughs> oh yeah, and Cersei, Cersei doesn't leave you broken though. So yeah, that's true. I like. Yeah. It sounds awful. I love. It sounds awful, but I love being broken by books. Um, it makes it's like my yes. favorite feeling. Have you read Jellicoe Road by Melina Marchetta? No. That's yes. the one that like broke me the most. I think I read that, and I was tears. I'm adding that I, to my broken I, list. Couldn't stop thinking about it for like, and I can't stop. I still think about it all the time. I oh my like. gosh! <laughs> have you read Amongst the Calls? Um, I have not. That one will break you. 
<laughs> it's so well written. I've, I've heard, I've heard that. Oh, it's so like I was like, I'm not gonna cry, and then the last page, and I was like, okay, <laughs> it happened. Um, no, it's such a such a heartbreaking book. How about how about like movies? What's your favorite rom com movie? Um, I love Thirteen Going On Thirty. Okay. I love Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes. I love um, what is, and then, um, I love like the really cheesy ones like Serendipity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, which has not necessarily aged well. <laughs> when you're like looking back, you're like, oh, that one might be a little bit problematic. Um, but I could, yeah, I could list a bunch of them because I watch, I watch a lot of rom coms. I think they're just fun. Yeah, I like my rom coms a little like grittier. <laughs> so, well, I like when like I like when they swear in them and stuff. And I know she's super problematic. But I loved Trainwreck so much. I thought it was... Oh, I did too, yeah. I enjoyed that one. Like, it's so... um, Like, I like when it's like adults are actually adults. And um, it's not just like a kiss. And then that's it, so... Yeah. I I prefer, yeah, mine a little... A little more more on the rated R spectrum. (laughs) I feel like there's not very many of them nowadays. There aren't. And and I really wish... There were. There really should be. Um, I can't wait because last Christmas I see is just like is gonna be is on Amazon now, so I'm waiting for it to be for rent. But I want to see that. Um, Oh, oh, the one the the preview for the what's their what's their names the Lovebirds that looks really funny. Oh yeah, and I also really liked um, the long shot with Seth Rogen. And Charlize Theron, I thought that was great. That was another, like, they swear and stuff and, like, do drugs. So I, (laughs) those are my kind of rom-coms that I prefer. Um, Yeah. I I love um, 10 Things I Hate About You so much. I actually, um, it's kind of a well-known fact that I I don't take my degree seriously. Um, And (laughs) so last year we're doing Shakespeare um like we just like done a bunch of Shakespeare and um I showed up to no lectures but the one where they were playing 10 things I hate about you um because <laughs> it's obviously a retelling of um yeah. what's it called again Tell me yeah, that's it yeah. yeah and so when they were like we're gonna be screening this that was the only lecture I showed up to for the entire semester um for English it's so good yeah it's so good we just watched it last night um and it was so good it was or when it when was it last night two nights ago and i was like it held up so well it, and yeah, I was it like, does. What, are you serious and that's what you kind of want you know when you do this stuff um yeah, I thought I thought that was amazing. I'm really young, so um, I had when I first watched it, <clears throat> I was like twelve, and um, I didn't know that Heath Ledger was dead, and so I was like, "Oh my god, he's so amazing! I want to know what else I can watch him in." And I was like, "Dead!" <laughs> yeah. I was so like, "Oh my god!" And I, I just spent the afternoon staring outside the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so the Virgo was, like, very interested in Heath Ledger, and she was like, so what else is he in? And then she was like, he's, he's like Chris Hemsworth and John Cena. So I thought that was really cute. Aww. But, like, um, smaller. Yes. 
I can see that. Um, I also really love, um, I don't know, I, I really liked Friends with Benefits um, with oh, yeah. Mila Kunas and um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. yeah. I also really liked. Um, is this a a romance? I don't know. Um, the other woman. Oh, is that the one with? Um, where uh, what's her name? Um, Natalie Portman. No. It's the one where, um, the girls all find out that they're all with the same guy. Oh yeah. Oh. What's her name? Um, uh, Cameron Diaz. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that one's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked that too. I think it was more comedy than romance but it was hilarious yeah. i really loved I it good friendships oh I, I feel like i'm a real big friendship person i don't know i just when you have a good friendship in a thing i'm like yay um but um yeah i love that film i watch it with my siblings a lot because i don't know we find it hilarious and then this is not a romance okay i understand this but fleabag <laughs> season two oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a romance to me yeah in my very loose rules of romance. <laughs> yeah. It's a messed up romance. It is, but it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's my so husband good. just finished watching watching the second season, and I watched it with him. <laughs> oh, that's such a nice thing. So I, I always like seeing people's first reactions to the season. Like my sister, um, she's cold-hearted. Um, she hates everything I like. And I put it on um, from the beginning of season two, and we're watching it. And she was like, who made this? And I was like, oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And she was like, well done, Phoebe. (laughs) I liked it. And I'm like, wow, because she hates everything. She's such a dark individual. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, so I really feel like that's a romance, but it has no um, happy ever after. So I know that people will say it's not, so. I consider, you know, and I consider it a romance that's definitely not not even one tiny little bit but to me it was it was Hannibal did you guys ever watch Hannibal no oh no I, I watched like one episode they just had such the two guy leads they had such great chemistry and they would have been enemy like enemies to or rivals to lovers had it been my way but they had great <laughs> chemistry and they, they had like chemistry like a romantic interest but they weren't romantic, and I was like, that was really amazing. I thought it was great. I feel like some of of my favorite romance is never, like, actual categorized romance. Right, yeah. Me too, yeah. So I agree with you with the Song of Achilles, but it's it's really not a romance, but I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I I think romance should leave me sobbing. (laughs) Oh man, the antithesis of what it is. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Um, and actually, something I want to to end on actually um is what piece of advice, like love advice, would you give your main characters? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I guess Mary, like Mary, is is like her arc is like kind of learning how to open up to people because she's suffered from abuse in her life. So, um, and it's a very like gradual process and this like goofy bubbly kid kind of helps her come, come out of her shell. So 
just like come on out honey <laughs> like that's all all my advice would be to her yeah i think mine would be to be honest um so my main character tessa has a secret that she is keeping and Corey, she's afraid of what he will think if he finds out but the thing is is that Corey is the last person who would judge her for her past because of his own past and so um i think yeah just be honest and for me i think i'll just say to my characters um you don't need to rely on another human being to be happy mm-hmm. and that's it yeah um <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on today. I'm so, like, it was so nice chatting with you guys about romance and stuff. Thank you. It was great. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Honored. Oh, I feel honored to have you guys. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media slash website stuff? I'm at Shannon Dolesky for everything. Mine is at Prana Pickett on Twitter. And then watch Prana Writes on Instagram. And then my website's just printapicket.com. Thanks again for joining. And I'll be putting all of the links to their books um, and their information in the show notes. Um, But until next time.